Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Heart of Sports with Jason Springer and Jeff Cohen. We are thrilled to join you on 610 AM ESPN Radio, ready to help you move into the weekend talking about all the news in the world of sports. Jeff? Uh, we're not talking about all the news. No, in the we're world not. We're sports. talking Eagles. It's the that weekend. Was, that was false advertising. We're it's, talking about the Eagles in the Super Bowl. The, we generally like to talk all right. the news in the world of sports, uh-huh. but there is no other news for Philadelphia fans in no. the world of sports. Uh-uh. Right if, if, you had, if you walked around this city at all this week, it's like a different city. It, it is total positivity all the time. Everybody's wearing green all over the city, no matter where I walked in the city. I do in the banks, my life. I always everywhere. enjoy when teams make like a deep playoff run, and yeah. all of a sudden, like the car flags show up off everybody's window. <laughs> like you're driving around, and all of a sudden, now people who like you didn't know anything now have like a car flag off their window. And not only that, on every street corner. There, are, there's just some average Joe's selling T-shirts. I don't think they authentic. should be. No, 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 no. Authentic. These don't I always look enjoy authentic. what it says. Authentic. I don't know where the NFL people are. But <laughs> look, we are. Th- this is the weekend that Eagles fans have been waiting for for 13 years uh, to get back here. Yeah, you're wrong. No, they, they've been waiting for this. Well, for, I mean, for more than half a century. We we got there but it's it's yeah, been time right. to come back uh, mm-hmm. i was driving over the the bridge uh, coming from jersey out out here to bala and passed a billboard that says from whence we came in foals we trust yeah so and that was on the jersey side that was on the jersey yep, side uh-huh. so but we we've got somebody on here who knows a little bit about what's going on in the city probably saw plenty <coughs> of the excitement going on mr mayor uh, jim kenny are you on with us yeah, I'm here. How you doing, fellas? We are good. What an exciting week uh, for you as the Amazing. mayor of the city of Philadelphia. Amazing. I was born here in 1958. Certainly don't remember the NFL championship. Uh, do remember 1980, not fondly. Uh, and 2005, again, frustrate, frustrating. But uh, this team seems like the re- this is the real deal. Um, and after Wentz went down, uh, I thought, you know, it was a great, great season. But, you know, it's over. And then St. Nick stepped up and went 4-0, and I think there's something about this team that's uh, destined to win this. Well, what's this mean for you as a fan? You talk about going back through all the years and, and the memories that you have. I mean, th- th- you've been long-suffering like the rest of us. What does it mean for you? You happen to be the mayor at this point, but you're a sports fan. This, this is your team. Did I lose you there, Mr. Mayor? He got so excited that he accidentally hung up on the phone. Well, we'll we'll have yeah. Brett check on the reception there. It looks like he might be calling back in. We'll let our producer fix that. Uh, d- it, the excitement, though, that, that he has to feel as a fan, the same excitement that I feel as a fan. It, it's just, uh, Mr. Mayor, we have you back there? Yeah, I'm sorry. They just, just dropped, they just dropped the call. No problem. We'll blame our producer. It's not a problem. Uh, we're, we, we, we've got plenty of people to blame. Don't even worry about that. I can blame for, I can blame for enough. Yeah, you got enough that people blame <laughs> on you, so we'll, we'll, we'll pass it off on our guy here. Uh, what's, it, what's it mean for you as a fan? I mean, you, you talk about the history of the team that you saw. You know, you're not just the mayor of the city at this point, I, I was saying, but you're a fan of this team. What does it mean for you to be in this position I mean, right now? I love, I love all our sports franchises. I really do, but this is a football town. Uh, it reaches every corner of the city, every ethnic, racial group, everybody. everybody. Um, and um, even some of the new immigrants that have come, um, you know, from, from far and wide, I've really picked up on football. Um, but, it, but for me, it's generational because, I mean, you remember your, your grandparents complaining that they would ever see, a, ever see a Super Bowl or another championship, and then your, your parents would complain, and, and, and now it's, it's on the doorstep. And uh, it means a lot emotionally for the city. Uh, I'm very, very happy for Doug Peterson, uh, who was was really beat around when they hired him. Uh, that he wasn't capable and he couldn't do this. He turned out to be a bit of a genius. Uh, I, I'm happy for the players because this 
this team seems like it it does i mean it doesn't seem like it it doesn't have it doesn't have the the uh the craziness it doesn't have the crazy personalities that uh, they get all the attention this is this is a cohesive unit that picks each other up and steps up when they have to be there's no nonsense there's no ego and i'm really just thrilled and proud for them hey mayor this is uh jeff cohen i've I've noticed from I work in the city and walking around the city for the last couple of weeks has been interesting and amazing. The number of yeah. people that have been wearing e- Eagles and just green and, you know, the banks you walk in, they're giving out cake that says Super Bowl. And, yeah. and uh, what's it like being the mayor of a city? And I'm sure you've been just walking around town and seeing uh, the way people have been behaving and the way that the yeah. people seem excited. I'm I'm hoping that it, that it lasts. I'm hoping that people realize that together, cooperating with each other, treating each other nicely, uh, encouraging each other uh, is is a good thing, and it can go a long way in other areas of, of things that we need, like our education system and 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 our opioid addiction problem, and and some of the issues that we face from a poverty standpoint. That we can really become a team ourselves in in many ways and work through our problems together. So this is a very exciting time. For, for me personally, because I am a lifelong fan, uh, and you know I don't miss a game. We tailgate every week. I mean, it's just it's it's just it's just part part of your DNA. So you'll be uh, in the parking lot in Minnesota tailgating, right? You might be numb if you do that, but I don't, uh, they're not allowing it. No, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, yeah. well, people might freeze out there, so they don't yeah, I mean, necessarily that's, that's, want to. And but, I'm 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 staying home. Um, I, I um I want to be in the town where I was born and raised, and where I watched all my Eagles games, and um. I just feel feel better being home, and uh, and on top of that, the airline prices were crazy, and you know, I probably couldn't get a room more than thirty miles out and uh, away from town. How how often do you think you can say that about flying to Minneapolis? <laughs> <laughs> well, if it was Miami or San Diego, maybe right. I think it's something different. But you know, it's just I'm sure it's a beautiful town and nice people, but I, I it's not. I'd rather and I also also like to sit in front of my TV and watch. The replays, watch. You get, I think you really do get more out of it. I was at the NFC Championship, and that was exciting because it was, you know, it was a great, it was an exciting game, exciting win for us. But, but sometimes I really like to watch it on TV. I think you get more of it. I was telling Jeff, I don't watch well with others, so I, I just, yeah. I sit there in private in front of the TV and and throw my things. Now we obviously don't encourage gambling, but you did make a little wager with the mayor of Boston this week. You wanna? No, tell- no, Marty Walsh. He's a great guy. He. Uh, he said he bet on the Red Sox. He, he made a bet with the mayor on the Red Sox uh, World Series and lost. And then he made a bet on the Bruins in the NHL Finals and lost. So he just he said, no way, he's not making any bets. So <laughs> I was at the U.S. at the U.S. Conference of Mayors and uh, this this uh, Mayor Carpenter from from um, uh, Brockton, Massachusetts. A really nice guy came up to me. He said, you know, you want to you want to have some fun? We'll we'll, we'll bet the. Uh, whoever loses has to dress up their Rocky statue. They have a Rocky Marciano statue. We have a Rocky Balboa statue. Uh, we have to put the gear. We have to put the Patriots gear, the Eagles gear on either, on either statue. So that that. But believe it or not, people actually thought, and it was started on Twitter, that I had been I put up the Rocky statue itself. <laughs> yeah. We were going to actually move it to Brockton. I'm like, are you people crazy? I have no idea how rumors start like that. I mean, Jeff may have been out there telling people. It. No, 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 no. Actually, I saw that somebody's out there guarding the Rocky statue right now to make sure that nobody goes and puts a jersey up there. Are they going to put Crisco all over? I don't know. I don't know. We no, we're not using get... Crisco this year. I don't yeah, think we... of this uh, game. I think it's some kind of oil or something. I don't yeah, know. We, the we... key is the key is we just don't want people to get hurt. I mean. 
you fall from a light standard like that, you're, and you're a little bit inebriated, you're going you're gonna to hurt yourself. Yeah, we just want people to have fun, hopefully. Jeff and I uh, were enjoying the fact that you are not playing into some of the things that you believe could have jinxed us in the past. Uh, we, yeah, appre- the, we appreciate that. Yeah. I'm not generally a superstitious person, but we had Matt Light on last week, and I did make mention of uh, plans for after potentially the game last time that were leaked, and uh, appreciated you not buying oh, yeah. into that. And Jeff liked you not buying into the jersey idea, correct, Jeff? Yeah, yeah. Belichick, well, Belichick doesn't need any help. No, no. So we, we appreciate you looking out and not, uh, not putting any jinx or hex on us. Any thoughts uh, on the game? What do you think we're going to see before we let you go? And uh, I think you're going to see a ferocious defense getting getting to Brady. I think uh, our defensive backs are going to are going to st- our defensive secondary is going to step up big time. Uh, and I think the Foles is going to be laser laser like like he was uh, last sat last Sunday. Um, I just think uh, I, I really do think it's going to be a solid game because let me tell you when when Minnesota marched the length of the field the first possession last week two weeks ago. I was like, oh man, this is going to be horrible. Yeah, and then they just, they just, they oh. just, just fought back. And the second half was kind of like a, a coast, which you don't really think of an NFC Championship second half. You know, not worrying about it. Um, so I'm like, it's going to be a lot closer game than than, than the Vikings game was. But I think these guys can. They have the capacity as a team to to overcome all the weapons that the Patriots have and win this. Do we have to provide the Eagles jersey and equipment to, for, or are they going to get it themselves? They have to purchase <laughs> it themselves when they have to put it on Rocky Marciano. <laughs> no, no, we, it's all on me. I'll have to, I'll have to pay for it. <laughs> well, probably, if, uh, God forbid we don't win, I'll probably put it on Rocky two o'clock in the morning, take a picture and take it back off. <laughs> take, take it right <laughs> off quickly. Well, yeah. um, you know, we never want to wish more work on you, but we hope that uh, it's a good night on Sunday. There's some celebration and you got a busy week after that with some things going on here. And, uh, We'd always love to have you back to talk about it more. We appreciate you joining us. I appreciate it. Go Birds. Go Thank birds. you so much, Mr. Mayor. You have a great one. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, Jeff. So um, we covered everything there. The Crisco, mm-hmm. the the jerseys. Yep, the Rocky statues. The Rocky statue. Uh-huh. The not talking about what everybody knows could potentially happen right. afterwards. Uh-huh. Um, I think it's fun that you have a mayor that, that is a fan. Well, I th- I, I, yeah, I, I think that adds to it. I think having a hometown mayor... Having somebody that's been a lifelong fan. And I mean, look, it, we're it, not playing politics, talking politics. No. Everybody can uh, do that. I'm just talking yeah. about, you know, the, the guy clearly is a fan going back. Yeah. And, and it has the meaning to him that it does to me and to other fans of we've kind of suffered for a little while with this. Yeah. And, and, and he's got the same attitude that everybody else has that's around the city. I, I really have never seen anything like this. Because if you think back to when the Phillies won the World Series, you don't have the, you don't have the buildup. You have, you have, Two weeks to enjoy this. Two weeks to be nervous in your case, but but <laughs> two weeks to really enjoy it and build up. I've and, enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, but the but you couldn't do that with the Phillies. Remember, first of all, you had the disastrous weather, which was nobody's fault. But it's it's a seven game series or a minimum four, so you don't really know what day is going to be the day you find out or not. This is Christmas, Hanukkah, everything all wrapped up in one because it's all happening at six thirty. On Sunday, so leading up to that, you have the opportunity for everybody to kind of do something. In, in our office, which it's a law office, we had we had uh, decorate your office day, and w- one of the people in our office not only had eagle stuff all over the place. You know those giant inflatable football players that you put out on your lawn? 
she actually had one in her office with the engine going, <laughs> and it was up against the ceiling the whole time. Everybody got carbon monoxide poisoning, <laughs> but but it looked good for a little while. No, I but mean, my son's daycare was Eagles Day. They all had their Eagles. Yeah, gear I'm sure on every school in the in the city and in South Jersey. They've been the doing the, they, their song this week. They've been doing Fly Eagles I, Fly. I walked by a bank as I was walking to court this afternoon. You got cake? Huh? No, I didn't. Well, I didn't. I didn't want to get anything on my suit <laughs> but but priorities i'm priorities. walking by a bank and they have a giant cake that says go eagles and they're just cutting cake and giving it to anybody that walks by the, and the it's mayor, those kind of things that bring you know bring a city together and it's one of the things that we talk about with with sports this is the penultimate example of of how a city can come to or a no, community. No, the penultimate can, example would be what happens after if they win. Okay, well, you're gonna see yes. people. That might be the pinnacle example. I don't <laughs> that that's gonna but, be something if that happens. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to get too far ahead of yourself. We'll, we'll talk about the game a little mm -hmm. bit, but to be able to dream a little bit about what that could be like in this city. I mean, you remember what it was like for the Phillies? It, that yeah, was pale I mean, in comparison. I, I was at the game and I made the mistake of, of of not coming to the parade because. Isn't you know, your office like upstairs over top of it? Well, no. no. At the time, I, I worked in our in our South Jersey oh, office. Okay. And the trains, if you remember, they closed down the trains because th they couldn't get any more people. So so we weren't going to be able to get over. And I, I already have my my 15-year-old son has already said to me yesterday, and if, if they lose, I guess people can blame him for jinxing it. But No, no, no. He, we're not talking about that. It, well, he, he said... We're not doing that. We are not going to be a me somewhere on a certain day. We are not. So. I will cut you off. We will take a break <laughs> so that we don't jinx. We'll get that out of the way. When we come back, we've got a uh, Penn State, uh, former Penn State football player Adam Talaferro to join us. We've got Baltimore Ravens kicking coach and Super Bowl champion Randy Brown's going to join us. The tale of two mayors. That's right. And we will uh, have plenty more to talk about. Stick with us. Are you looking for a lifeline? Verizon New Jersey Shares Communication Lifeline is a statewide nonprofit that provides assistance to individuals and families living in New Jersey, those who are in need of temporary help in paying their communication and energy bills. Want to know how to apply? All you need to do is call Verizon New Jersey Shares at 1-888-337-3339 or visit on the web at www.newjerseyshares.org. It's quick and easy to sign up, but remember, you must be a Verizon residential landline customer to apply for eligible programs. That's Verizon New Jersey Shares, keeping the lines of communication open for you and your family. Let me tell you, buying or selling a home is a life-changing decision. Whether you're looking for your first home or searching for your forever home, Ann Coons is the realtor you need. In fact, she helped my wife and I settle into our forever home. With over 30 years helping satisfied clients buy and sell homes in the Delaware Valley, Ann Coons will give you the professional and reliable service you deserve. When it's time to buy or sell a home in South Jersey or Philadelphia, contact Ann Coons, the only name you need to know in real estate. You can call Ann Coons today at 856-795-4709. Again, that's 856-795-4709. Or learn more on the web at www.annkoonsrealestate.com. This is The Heart of Sports on 610 AM with Jason Springer and Jeff Cohen. Jeff, we still here? We didn't jinx anybody? Nope. Good. Glad I could cut you off yeah, there. Yeah, that's right. You cut me right off. I did. I'm mm -hmm. not going to let that happen. I understand. I, this time. I'm protecting us from ourselves, okay? Uh, <laughs> this is. We need to be careful. It's exciting uh, that we get to, you know, I'm kind of living a kid dream that I get to talk sports on the radio the Friday before the Super Bowl. 
like the younger me is mm. really enjoying this a lot. <laughs> I mean, the current me is too. But me as a kid who all I wanted to do was talk sports on the radio, to be on the radio the Friday before the Super Bowl talking about it with you and everybody else, it's kind of cool, right? Like if you just sit back and you've told me all along, enjoy the ride, mm -hmm. I've tried to, and here I am as a guy who's just a huge fan of the team. And, and, and you do look are. happy. I, I Do I look happy? Yes. I tried. I can only hope you look happier next next Friday. I can only hope to. Uh, we are guest on the line now, Adam Talaferro. Am I going to be happy next week? Better be happy. I better be happy. <laughs> That's happy right. Be Is that in order? <laughs> Adam's going to make sure that I'm happy. We were Adam, we were talking a little bit about this, about, you know, how surprised we kind of both were that this team ended up here after the injuries. You want to talk a little bit about what you've seen from this team this season. You obviously look at the game a little bit differently, having played it, having been a part of, of team sports like this. What do you see from this team that's, that's headed into the Super Bowl this week? You know, just want to you know, thank you both for having me on. It's an exciting time, as you were saying, to see the Eagles where they're at. And I don't think any of us really envisioned the Eagles being in the Super Bowl this year. But, you know, if you look back throughout the year and you just look at the injuries that have occurred on this team, and, you know, we always talk about team and this kind of cliche where you say guys stick together. But I think they, this was the epitome of a of a next man up scenario where you, you had multiple guys go down and every week you just had a different member of the team stepping up. And I, I think that's, that's what truly has uh, made this team special. I, I think if – on any other team, if you lose, you know, a guy like Sproles or, you you know, your top linebacker in Hicks and, you know, ultimately losing your MVP candidate quarterback, that would have sunk a lot of ships. But this team stuck together. They they play for each other. And it's really evident that they enjoy playing for, uh, for Doug Peterson. And I, I just think this is a really special team. And, of course, I'm a little biased, but I think that's, that's what really, you know, I hope is going to carry them over the uh, – the mountaintop as they, they face uh, the, the, the evil empire in the uh, New England Patriots. <laughs> so, 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 Adam, what what is it like to play for somebody like Doug Peterson, and what sets him apart from what you've seen? You know, I, I think with, with Doug, he, he's the type of guy that yeah, I remember in one of his earlier press conferences when he, when he first became a coach, and I think it was last year when, Nelson Aguilar was going through his difficulties, and you see, he said, "You know, I'm, I'm a love on him. I'm, I'm loving on him. You know, and you don't, you don't hear a lot of. Well, first off, you don't hear a lot of coaches saying they're, they're, they're loving on anybody. But the fact that you know that really showed me a lot. The way he stuck by Nelson last year, and really just said, I, I got your back.' And I think players, when they, when they realize a coach truly has their back, they, they, they go to another level. And it's, it's easy for coaches to to say that and preach it, but when they, when a coach really exhibits the, the fact that he's going to be there for you through thick and thin, I think that's when players, uh, you know, want to run through a wall for you. And I think other players saw the way that he stuck by Nelson last year. And we all see what, uh, you know, what Nelson did this year. He's, he's had a true transformation. And, and I believe it's because Doug always never really lost confidence in him. When he didn't, when I think Nelson lost confidence in himself, the coach is always there. And I think uh, that resonated with a lot of players. And I just, it's, it's fun to watch to see, uh, how excited the guys are just, you know, even when they're on the sideline. I mean, we saw a lot of the celebrations in the end zone this year. Uh, uh, it's just a fun team to watch. And when, when, when they're all playing and, and pushing in one direction, uh, special things can happen as, as we're seeing this year. And, I mean, you remember back to the beginning of the season when Doug faced a lot of criticism going in from some pundits. They won that first game. They doused him with Gatorade. 
I mean, it, yeah. you know, they, it, it, that team, you can tell, and I've enjoyed watching them out in Minnesota. They look like they're enjoying it. Uh, I remember back to the 05 Super Bowl, the, the team looked tight. And that was all that you heard about is, you know, Andy was tight. And they don't look that way in Minnesota right now. They look like they're the same team that's been enjoying themselves all season long, just having a good time. Just colder. Yeah. Just colder. That's right. <laughs> yeah, and that's, that's a lot of the reports. You know, I've been, I think like most fans, kind of glued to the TV this week, watching all the different reports coming out of Minnesota. And I think that's been a common theme that you know, a lot of the national pundits that haven't really seen this team throughout the year. I've been really surprised at the, the how relaxed this team is from the head coach on down and that this moment is, is not too big for them. And I, I think that says a lot when you – I think I saw an interesting stat where they said uh, I guess only seven players on the team or six players on the team had Super Bowl experience. And Tom Brady, Tom Brady himself has, I guess, eight uh, experiences with the Super Bowl. <laughs> so it's just goes Amazing. to show you that uh, – yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. But it's uh, – I think – uh, the thing that's really been positive you know, from what I've heard is that these guys are, you know, the moment's not too big and they're taking it. You know, I don't know how you take the Super Bowl just as another game, but for, for everything that we're seeing right now, it seems to be that's how they're, they're approaching this game on, uh, on Sunday. So you talk about Tom Brady and you mentioned the Evil Empire. If you're uh, the Eagles secondary, how do you attack this New England offense and try to keep them under control? I had texted you my big concern is that they try to do what Eli Manning did with the slant routes and play off the cushion that the, the Eagles defensive backs give, and then when they come up tighter, have the double move that are playing to the aggressiveness of our defensive backs and have the go route where they're open. What do you think the Eagles should do in terms of preparation and game plan here? Yeah, it's, it's you know, when you think about it, I think the first uh, person that you hope to at least, I don't know if you can stop him, but you, you hope to contain him is, is, is Gronkowski. Uh, you know, he's been you know, Brady's favorite target. And, do you think know, they match Malcolm come, Jenkins up on him, or do you think they go with a linebacker? It's interesting. I I, I just don't see any of, of the Eagles linebackers being able to uh, guard Gronkowski. And eventually I was watching something earlier, and uh, Malcolm Jenkins himself said, hey, we just don't have anybody on our team that physically matches up with, with Gronkowski. So, I hope uh, our friend uh, Coach Schwartz is uh, has a, has a game plan because if if I knew how to stop that, I, I'd be making a lot more money than I I do right now. <laughs> but I, I think from the standpoint, if you could stop Gronk and you know they got Brandon Cooks and uh, you know Amendola and Chris Hogan, they got a lot of weapons. And when they you know they got the backs coming out the backfield, it's just it's a lot to stop. But I I, I got faith. You know this this defense is really stepped up on, on, on all occasions throughout the regular season and certainly uh, you know, t- has taken it to another level in the uh, playoffs here. But I think it's going to, you know, the secondary is certainly going to be put to the test. And, and as you said, Jason, I think that that double move, the uh, our corners have been really uh, biting on those moves. And I, I'm hoping that they, uh, they lay back a little bit and try to keep everything in front of them. I think at the end of the day, if they can just – you know, play a little bit of zone and keep keep the ball in front of them. That that may help, but uh, who, who knows? It, it'll be uh, it'll be fun to watch at the very least. When you ha- when you have a guy like Gronkowski who's so unique and so big, is it better to bump him on the line or is it better to to step back? I you know from from my perspective, I think it would be to just take a step back. You know, when I remember when I played back back in the day, it was uh, and I was never really a big guy. Um, but when I was playing against big receivers, it was hard to be, you know, 
physical with them at the uh, at the line of scrimmage because once you know if you whiff or if you if you, if you don't get a good uh, bump at the at the uh, line of scrimmage they they're past you and, and you're already uh, you're in big trouble. So if you can lay back a little bit and you know those bigger guys aren't, aren't as fast as you know some of the smaller guys and you try to keep them in front of you, I think you got a better chance of, of success uh, with those type of guys. But you know. Any guy that size, with you know, Brady can throw the ball up, and it's just a hard matchup. So we just got to pray for the best out of our guys. And, uh, you know, the big thing, I think, is uh, if we can get our, our front four to, to get some pressure on Brady, like, you know, like the Giants did when they won their, you know, of course, the Giants beat the Pats twice. But, you know, I think it was their second Super Bowl win against the Patriots when their front four was straight hand. And, and those guys really put a lot of pressure on Brady without having a blitz uh, from the linebacker position and also from the secondary. Yeah, I agree with you. They need to make Brady feel uncomfortable, and they need to do it without the blitz because he's deadly yep. against the blitz. They need to be able to keep that extra man out in coverage. If they can get Fletcher Cox and, and some of those guys on the D-line getting home. Uh, it, it'll be a different story. I, I hope that they uh, hit him early and often, cleanly, of course, but uh, you, you don't want him to be comfortable back there in the pocket. Uh, you wanna you want the the frustrated, angry Brady throwing tablets on the sideline, yelling at his coaches, <laughs> not not the guy who's who's comfortable and happy back there, you know, making himself a sandwich while he tosses the ball to Amendola on a crossing route. So, uh, uh, where will you be watching the game? Will you be a family man? I've seen your son in his Eagles jersey. You gonna <laughs> teach him about the Eagles watching the Super Bowl? Yeah, I'll be. Uh, you know, I. I've never been a guy that you know goes out and watches games. I, I get I like to concentrate and you know hear what the announcers are saying. And so I I usually watch the game by myself. And you know, my wife is not a not a big football football fan, but since it's the Super Bowl, I'm sure she'll uh, I'll have her for about a quarter. You can so watch me and my little guy. You can watch with Jason and I because you can watch with Jason and I because we're the same way. I'll be hiding under we, a blanket we, we, someplace. We, we could, we could all sit. We could all sit and not talk to each other. <laughs> yeah, I like. <laughs> You know, like you go to a game, even like you're at a game, you know, people want to talk and they want to you know, ask you this and that, and you just want to watch the game. So I'm I, with you. I, I don't like want to talk. Don't bother me. <laughs> <laughs> Especially, can you imagine, I mean, if you were just watching the Super Bowl, people are partying and stuff, but when it's your team that's nah, in the Super Bowl. don't bother me. It, it's a whole different level of, of you want to concentrate. Well, Adam, now that I know yeah, that your yeah. family will abandon you shortly after the game begins, um, I'll be hiding under a blanket someplace praying and texting you <laughs> Uh, what I'm seeing and what we think need to happen to try and influence this game, okay? Hey, we're all in it together. So if, if we can provide some some mental therapy throughout the game, that's, that's what we're all here for. I'm going to need all the help I can get. I'll be reaching out, <laughs> and uh, we'll definitely have you back on. Uh, love you in studio one day. We'll talk all about the Adam Talaferro Foundation and all the great things that you're doing after football life for yourself, too. But uh, we appreciate you hopping on and breaking down the Super Bowl a little bit with us today. I appreciate it. you guys doing an awesome job, and I hey, enjoy the game this weekend. We're going to have some fun next week, hopefully. Uh, we'll look forward to it. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Thanks so much, lot, Adam. Adam. All, right. All right. You guys have a great weekend. All right. Take Bye-bye. Care. So, Jeff, it's good to know that I'm not the only crazy person who will be hiding by myself. Um, I, th I think you're going to have more of that this year. You might actually have higher ratings because more people are going to be watching on their own television. Well, I, I mean, that that could be. I You know, I, I, I just... I don't know if my in-laws are going to want to be near me again after watching the. Do last they ever game want to me. be? Well, probably not. But but I gave them warning before watching the Minnesota yeah. game with me that I'm kind of a lunatic and yell yell at the TV and right. everything, and and so you know we'll see. Did you get a new TV for the game? 
no, I haven't broken the last one. Oh. So I, I would like to keep this going for a little bit and uh, make sure that we can watch it on there and be just fine. And it'll be all good. So you won't be going to a Super Bowl party. No, but I did spoil it. This is the best week to buy televisions, apparently. So you got a new so, TV? So I figure, what the hell? I'll get a new TV so I can watch it, watch uh, the game without having uh, motion blur. So maybe I should come over to your house, then. Sure. Why am I staying in my house? Mm -hmm. I'll come over. I'll just kind of crash, show up at the front door. Hey, yeah, Jeff, there, can there, I see your TV? There's, there's no little kid to scare. You can scare the big kid and you can scare the dog, but the... That's You're right. Good. See, that's the problem is that my son goes to sleep early and my wife said, like, if I wake him, he's mine. So, so so give him a nap in the middle of the day. Screw up his routine for one day so he can say that, you know, you can tell him someday how he stayed up and watched the Eagles game in the Super Bowl. Well, we uh, we are thrilled to be joined now by uh, the mayor of Evesham, uh, a Super Bowl champion in himself. He's made sure that I see the ring. Uh, Randy Brown, the Baltimore Ravens kicking coach. How you doing today? Hey, what's up, Jason? Jeff, how you guys hey, doing? how are you? So how exciting of a time of a year for this? Obviously, you'd rather be out there yourself, but you know, the blood has to get going a little bit when, when it's, it's this close to the game for you, right? Well, yeah, it does. I mean, it's five years ago tomorrow uh, since I was blessed to have won a Super Bowl. And Happy be on anniversary. The <laughs> uh, it's, you know, it's, a, it's something that every year uh, when it comes up, and you're exactly right, Jason, it is um, – because so few of us have ever been fortunate enough to do it. And I, and I truly say blessed because so many of the greatest football coaches and players have never appeared in a Super Bowl, bad enough won a Super Bowl. And I believe, what is it, like 19 of the 32 organizations have even won one. Yeah. So um, I, find, I, I feel myself very blessed. And uh, I was just very happy that my family was there to enjoy it with me. Well, and before you went to Baltimore, you experienced football here in Philadelphia, working on the staff. And, and uh, you've, you've seen this city, and obviously you're the mayor of a town over in South Jersey. We talked to Mayor Kenny sort of about the, the feel of the fans. Have you enjoyed this two-week period of excitement among the fans in South Jersey? Well, you're right, Jason. In 04, being part of the Eagles Super Bowl team that went down to Jacksonville, um, it was a great run then. We had a fabulous football team in 2004 uh, and with, with T.O. And, and, and Brian Westbrook and Doc and, and, and Donovan and Akers. And, um, we had a great football team. And the excitement in the city was tremendous then. And I feel the same thing now. Um, the residents, we were, I was up at town hall today, and I think all – 150 of our employees had their Eagle stuff on. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a great thing about sports in our country. Jeff's law it, it office, really somebody put an inflatable together. in their office. You know, we're not sure if, if the engine's still running <laughs> and they have problems, but apparently that's what's going on at his office. People it was so noisy. Excited. They had to turn, they actually had to turn it off at one point. So maybe you can give us a little bit of insight. What is this week like for coaches and players at the Super Bowl? I obviously, uh, only get to sit here and talk about it. You, you've gone through it and lived it. What, what, what are they experiencing right now? It, it, you know, it's such a great question, Jason, because, you know, the beginning, of, it, it's still a work week for us, okay? For coaches and players, it's a work week for us. We still have video, you know, we still have our regular practice routine. We don't want to screw up the routine. So if it's a Sunday game, our players are off on Monday, Tuesday, even if we're at the site already, we're practicing Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. We've got a walkthrough on Saturday game Sunday. Uh, right now, I'm assuming Doug Peterson has not changed meeting times. He's not changed practice lengths. He's not changed um, the type of practice they've had, except you, you, you have your family there now. 
And that's the only difference. It's your family is there, and they expect a lot of time out of you. And, yeah, you never uh, want to call family a distraction, but how big of a distraction is that, that you now have your family there who wants your attention, you're trying to focus on business? For them, it's kind of pleasure. It really is, and um, it, it is a distraction if you let it be. But, you know, luckily I was with John Harbaugh, and I'm assuming Coach Belichick and Coach Peterson have, have done a good job in making sure. But, you know, you, these guys all get their – you know, you know, everybody still has curfew, and, uh, you know, they, they know they're there to win a Super Bowl. Uh, but it does. It gets a little tempting, too. And, you know, when you've got family you haven't seen in a long time, it's tempting to go out to dinner every night. And, but understand, you still have to watch the same video as you would if, uh, if it was a Week 8 regular season game. So you have – unlike most, most weeks, you have two weeks to prepare for this. So as a coach – do you pace yourself? Is there a lot of coaching going on the second week, or is it more installing the game plan the first week and then just coaching up the players on the game plan? Uh, Jeff, I, I have to say the latter there. It's, uh, you know, you do – because there, our staffs are so big now, so much of the work is done. We know going into the playoffs who the few teams we could play. So different coaches are already working on game plans against who your possible opponent is. So a lot of the, the previous film work, if you're the Eagles of the Patriots, was probably last week. And then this week it's as much watching this week's practice tape, okay, going through with your players, your, you know, what your expectations are, you know, what are, what's your best. If, if we got to have two two-point conversions to win the game, what are your two best two-point two conversions? You know, am I going to run a fake punt or a fake field goal? We ran a fake field goal in the Super Bowl five years ago because we saw something there. We ran a kickoff back for a touchdown. Um, so it's – the this allows you, Jeff, to work on the minor details even closer, which is really the difference between winning and losing. And when you look at some of the past Super Bowls and the Patriots won, you know, on a, on a, on a deflected pass against Seattle, you know, there's a play that they had dissected and they walked through in defense so many times. And so it's that one or two plays which really make a difference. And this is the week to make that difference. I saw that you talk about practice. Doug has been taking 30-minute breaks in practice to try and simulate the different halftime. Can you talk about what that's like for teams that are in a routine, they're used to 12 minutes in between, um, and, and here you are, you, you have this whole production now at halftime, and you got to sit around and wait and then get back up for the second half. Well, you know what? Uh, you guys uh, have played sports. Your listeners have played sports. Imagine going to play pickup well. basketball. Yeah, not well. That's why, that's <laughs> yeah, why we're talking anymore, about it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> we needed you as a you coach. Know, you know, it's one of those that if you go play 30 minutes of pickup basketball, right, and then you sit down for 30 minutes, and then you're like, I okay, can't stand I up play after 30 that. minutes again. Right, you can't stand up. <laughs> no. <right>? Um, <laughs> so it's really two football games, and the coaches that know it, because, guys, when you're watching a 1 o'clock regionally televised game week eight, and you might have only three or four commercials in the first quarter. And those commercials might only be a minute and a half to three. You're going to have seven or eight or nine three-minute commercials in the first quarter and every quarter subsequent. And then you got that 31-minute halftime. So it, 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 it's two totally different games. And it's so hard to have the flow and the momentum because you're stopping and starting so much than in a regular season game. That, to me, is, is any team's hurdle – to, that's going to the Super Bowl for the first time as players. 
you obviously uh, are very attuned to kicking. New England's never won a Super Bowl by more than four points. And, you know, this year you don't really have the, the factor of the elements because you're in a dome. How does the fact that you're in a dome factor into planning with kickers? Do you, do you just kind of look at it and you're like, I can be more aggressive because my kicker has the ability to hit from this yardage. I don't have to worry about any elements. How does that factor in the setting that they're playing into the game plan? Uh, some kickers actually kick better outside when they play on, on grass because of the way that their spikes catch um, guys. It's uh, some guys don't like the turf because their spikes catch too much and they can't really physically, physically get down uh, the field with their kick. But that being said, um, both teams will have a yard line by which they're comfortable with. So let's say it's the 35 for both, both teams and they want to know to this whole week, they know, if the ball's from the 35 and in, we're kicking a field goal in, in these particular situations. So they've game planned that. And they know, okay, if we're fourth and one from this location, we're going for it. If we're fourth and two from this location, we're going to kick this field goal, which is a difference than when you're outdoors. If you're playing at Pittsburgh in January or New England in January, you can't plan three days before where you're going to be playing down in distance and what distances you're going to be kicking field goals from. Um, and it really it changes the way that the game is played. So, yes, an indoor game is a little easier to manage when you know what your field goal distance is. Okay, so so for somebody that, that five years ago had had a, a fake kick, what about for onside kicks? Let's say the game gets to the end of the game. Uh, on an indoor field, is there a difference? Do you game plan differently for the possibility that you're going to have an onside kick? Well, um, you know, when you think of it, what was it, New Orleans a couple of years ago, maybe one. more than a couple of years, probably seven, eight years ago, did that onside kick to start the second half, right? And that was on grass. It was mm-hmm. on a wet field. Um, but each of these kickers and each of these special teams coaches probably have three to five different onside kicks that they can use. And when you're on a, when you're on a harder surface, the ball bounces a little bit more. So, which is a positive and a negative. The positive is it gives the opportunity for the kicking team to return the ball. But the negative is for the kicker, if you don't kick that ball with the right amount of velocity, that ball could end up in the first row of the stands. So it's, it's, it really is. And then you have an unhappy kicking coach, right? (laughs) And then you have an unhappy head coach, coach. which then to make sure the kicking coach is not happy either. (laughs) (laughs) So... So we have the, you know, obviously the preparation and everything going into the game. We've talked about how the game's different and the timing. You also talked about how five years ago you you got to win. What's that moment like? You know, we we all dream of, you know, the whistle sounding and and the Eagles being on the field with the confetti. None of us kind of believe it's real until it happens. You lived that. What what is that moment like for a coach or player who has chased that dream and you, you know that so few people get there and there you are? Well, if you don't mind, let me just go backwards for a second. I started coaching football in 1989, and Jason and Jeff, I coached eight years of high school football, four years of Cherokee and four years of Holy Cross with Jim Horner, John Scott, and, and, and Tom Madera. And I thought my entire career was going to be spent coaching high school football in South Jersey. Um, so you can imagine how many years. So I started coaching football in 1989, and it took all the way until five years ago to 2013 to win a Super Bowl. So you can imagine the, the, the hundreds of thousands of hours that I've missed from family, that I've been on a football field chasing a dream to win a Super Bowl. It's hard to, to put into words what that feeling was like the moment that that game was over and you knew you were winning a Super Bowl, except to say, I've had three children, 
have been married, and winning a Super Bowl is right up there with all of them. I joke with my kids sometimes when they really that you know what winning a Super Bowl was the best thing that ever happened. <laughs> Be good today, or I'll say that I like the Super Just Bowl. Just show better. him that you get to show him the ring. <laughs> oh, he does. Don't yeah. worry, he's got the ring. Hey, I've seen hey. it. He's got the ring. Hey, so hey, so I do hey. have a question about the ring. I don't know if you heard, yeah. but the, apparently the Patriots for last year's ring had two hundred and eighty-three diamonds. That didn't make Arthur Blank happy. Yeah. <laughs> Is that something that would re- genuinely make uh, another coach unhappy? Yes. I don't know. You'd have to ask him. I, yeah. uh, my days of commenting on the Patriots are far over. Oh, so. yes, yes. I, we, I, we don't want to cause any problems for you. But no, I do want to no, go back so. and, and let you finish, though, that journey about, about getting there. You know, you, you never even expected to get to that level. And so then you, you get there and you're, you're on the field. And you, I mean, the confetti's coming down and you're, I mean, I assume your family's with you. And all those hours away from them now, that's the reward. It is. And, you know, what was really emotional was I was lucky I had my wife with me and and I had my son and my brother and my mom. And, you know, we lost my father, as you know, Jason. We lost him uh, in 2000, you know, and he was a South Jersey football official. Um, You know, he was at every single game. And on on those cold days where I needed to go practice kicking, you know, back in the 80s, I had one human that could help me, and that was my dad. And, um, you know, it all it all really comes in one moment. And, um, you know, we, we, I, I thankfully had my phone with me, Jason, and I videoed almost everything. Nice. So, and, and I actually have a video of me running and hugging my mom and my, and my wife and my brother. And it's one of the greatest moments you'll ever have because you do, we all have our own dreams, don't we? I mean, we all have our dreams and, and when you get to accomplish a dream, regardless of what that dream might, it might be to be the, the CEO of your organization. You know, it might be to, to have a child, but you get a dream like that. It's a, it's amazing. And, and it, it, it might be one of the best things that, that, that's ever happened to us, but the journey was worth it. Really. The journey was amazingly worth it. Well, we are glad you got to have that journey. I joke with Jeff, my son will be one on Sunday and, uh, I've been teaching him the Eagles fight song, and he'll be sitting there watching it in his Eagles gear. Uh, we know that uh, you'll be with the community there watching. We won't ask you for a pick because we don't want to get you in trouble at all. But uh, <laughs> we'd, we'd love to have you back on in the future, talk a little more about this whole game and everything else that's going on. Well, nice job. It's funny. I was texting Mayor Kenny because Mayor Kenny and I are friends. And when you guys put the uh, promo out yesterday, I texted him. I said, it looks like we're going to be doing this. This high, t- this big time show on uh, ESPN Radio. So there we're you, pretty excited. There you go. It's, it's our a tale, tale of two, two mayors. mayors. That's how we're doing it. <laughs> Thank <laughs> Thanks you. for having me, guys. Thanks Thank you lot. so much for the time. We'll talk to you after the game. You have a great one. Thanks for your insight. Appreciate it. See you guys. Bye bye. Take it easy. Hey Jeff, why don't we head to break? And when we come back, we'll break down the game a little bit before we uh, get out of here. Okay. Which game? Uh, yeah. Right. Stick with <laughs> us. Are you looking for a lifeline? Verizon New Jersey Shares Communication Lifeline is a statewide nonprofit that provides assistance to individuals and families living in New Jersey, those who are in need of temporary help in paying their communication and energy bills. Want to know how to apply? All you need to do is call Verizon New Jersey Shares at 1-888-337-3339 
or visit on the web at www.NewJerseyShares.org. It's quick and easy to sign up, but remember, you must be a Verizon Residential Landline customer to apply for eligible programs. That's Verizon New Jersey Shares, keeping the lines of communication open for you and your family. Let me tell you, buying or selling a home is a life-changing decision. Whether you're looking for your first home or searching for your forever home, Ann Coons is the realtor you need. In fact, she helped my wife and I settle into our forever home. With over 30 years helping satisfied clients buy and sell homes in the Delaware Valley, Ann Coons will give you the professional and reliable service you deserve. When it's time to buy or sell a home in South Jersey or Philadelphia, contact Ann Coons, the only name you need to know in real estate. You can call Ann Coons today at 856-795-4709. Again, that's 856-795-4709. Or learn more on the web at www.annkoonsrealestate.com. On the heart of sports, I just realized that Jeff posted a picture of me out on Facebook looking like I'm in <laughs> Siberia broadcasting this game with a sweatshirt on my head. It's just another way to get you ready. You know, we put on the air conditioning so that it's minus three degrees and you can feel like you're in Minnesota. Okay. I didn't realize it was going to be this cold when I came in. I also didn't realize. You betcha. That, that's what they say. I also, yeah. I also didn't realize you were going to take a picture of me uh, <laughs> wearing the sweatshirt and put it out. So thanks for that. I appreciate it. Anytime. That. All right. Let's get into the game. Okay. I am cautiously optimistic. You should be. Uh, optimistic, I, that is. Yeah. I, I, I am. You know, it's funny. We've talked about being nervous and anxious all season. Mm-hmm. You're going to play a good team if you're in the Super Bowl. Like, that's going to happen. You're not going to get a cakewalk. And so mm-hmm. you look at the matchups and you look at what's going on. And obviously, you're playing Brady and Belichick and Gronk. And there's everything that goes along with that. But you kind of break down the game. You know, it's a game. It, 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 they there are There is not so much domination that it's this lopsided. I don't think it's going to be close. No, it, it's... It, Even it, though New England people are saying that they need to win by a blowout in order to validate their other championships because they were accused of being cheaters before. They're saying that? Apparently. Oh, well, too bad for them. They can they can, they can be called cheaters, I guess, then after that because what they're going to lose this weekend, right? I, well, I'll... I'll uh, look at, look at you. you. You don't even want to make a prediction, do you? Oh, no, I'll make a prediction. It, it, I think it, the Eagles are winning. It, 30, it, it, 30 to 27. I think they're winning. I, I am actually... More confident in in I was pretty confident in the Atlanta pick. Mm-hmm. Um, for some reason, I was oddly confident in the Minnesota pick. Um, this one, you know, you're playing Brady, so you don't ever want to be too confident. Right. My biggest fear is that Brady gets the ball back with you know two minutes left and down three. Yeah. Can you can you imagine? Then it, I'll like have a heart you, attack. Can you imagine? <laughs> yeah. Imagine this scenario: the Eagle, the Eagles are like on the twenty yard line. There's like two and a half minutes left. And they score accidentally because on a breakdown in the defense on a run by Blunt. So there's now two minutes and ten seconds. There are going to be millions of Philadelphians screaming at the television that he should have stopped at the one. People are going to need anxiety medicine left and right if yeah. Brady has the ball uh-huh. under two minutes with the chance to do something. It, it's it's going to be a close game. I'm going to have to go the whole through the whole charade again of of not picking them so that I can't I don't jinx it. But you do actually but think they're going to win. I do. But but so here's the interesting the whole jinx thing is, is I have heard more people on elevators this week 
talking about. Why are you riding elevators, Jeff? I, I work on <laughs> okay. the 10th floor. <laughs> I just like pressing buttons, okay? <laughs> You're that guy, aren't that's you? Right. I can, you get on an elevator, I you press confess. every button and, and let the door open on every floor. And That's right, all the way up. Doesn't matter how many floors. I <laughs> door opens high. I can't, I can't wait for the new Comcast building so I can <laughs> keep pressing buttons. Go ahead, keep no. going. <laughs> so there are, there are people. Uh, I heard one person on an elevator today who literally said she's not that that her whole life she loves the Eagles goes to games every year and she's not watching the game because she's afraid she's going to jinx it. Good. If you think you're going to jinx it, don't watch. I mean, look, I hope you enjoy it, but if you but think But she's not going to enjoy it. If you, this is something she's looked look, forward to her whole life and now she's not going to watch it you know because what? she thinks she has some control I've over the game. I look forward to it my whole life too, and if you think you're going to jinx my enjoyment, don't do it. <laughs> is that selfish of you, me? You can't you, you have no control. <laughs> Let's, Enjoy it. Let's look at some of the stats of this game. So this is the Eagles will be the first of New England's eight opponents in the Super Bowl ever that will have a top five scoring offense and top five scoring defense. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you look at, at who they're playing. Let's look at some of the matchups that we have here. Um, we talked about Rob Gronkowski. We talked about a little bit with Adam. Gronk. What do you think the Eagles should do? I don't think that a linebacker can match up on him. I think you're going to have to try and double team him. But I think Malcolm Jenkins is going to draw that assignment. I don't think he, they have any choice. I mean, there's who who else? Which of the linebackers is going is big enough? They, their linebackers aren't big, so they may be fast, but they're not big enough to cover him one on one. He can, they Brady can just throw it over the top. When that and, and so you can't do that. So, you, but you're going to have to essentially have to. You're going to have to do what Bill Belichick does. Bill Belichick, what is he? What is he known for? He takes out your number one option. The number one option for Tom Brady is to throw it to Gronk. And if that means putting two guys on him, which I would say would be Malcolm Jenkins and possibly a nickel corner, that's what you have to do. Two people on him at all times and let him beat you with Brandon Cooks. I know Brandon Cooks was great when he was in New Orleans. He hasn't been he that has player He has not been year. that player no. this year. But he has Amendola the speed. And, 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 and going against Darby with his aggressiveness, right? I, you know, I just I worry that Darby will try and jump that route and then kind of be beat deep. I think there's going to be scoring this game. Yeah, but I don't think, I don't think that play, when you play against – Darby's an experienced back, and, and I think that he knows against Brady you can't do that. I think that that when you play against somebody this great, it, it, that you have to play more conservative. So I that may actually work to the Eagles' advantage because I don't think Darby's going to jump routes. I hope you're right. Uh, we talked about the linebackers. I think the line the matchup of the linebackers against the Patriots running backs uh, going to be important. The Eagles D was first against the rush all season, giving up just three point seven yards a carry. As much as I worry about the rush for them, it's the screen pass and the play action. Um, you know, I still have nightmares of past teams where players are running away from our running backs that can't be caught. And so how do you keep James White under control? Uh, you know, is it Michael Kendricks going to match up with him? It, here's what, here's what I, what I hope happens. What you have to hope happens is that the, that the front four gets a lot of pressure early. You need it. Cause if they do, first of all, it just like any quarterback, they don't like to get hit. And Tom Brady is nothing but immobile. I told you, I want Tom Brady throwing Microsoft tablets on the sidelines. <laughs> so, I, I want an angry Tom Brady who's but, yelling at his coaches. But l let's say they hit him a couple times on the first drive. Just just get to him enough to knock him down. Well, that's going to cause them to change the game plan a little bit where they're going to have to keep their little running back in 
to start chipping the linebackers or whoever's getting open. So, so that could change the game plan. But if they don't get pressure early, then I'd be nervous. The Eagles offensive line against the Pat defensive line. Uh, they're playing against a 3-4, mm-hmm. not necessarily a strength where somebody lines up directly over Jason Kelsey. Malcolm Brown could be a problem there. Any concerns with Vitae holding up? The the offensive line has played well. Yeah, I, I played think, much better than anybody thought after Jason Peters went out. And Jason Peters has been an integral part in working with Vitae and trying to kind of get yeah, him a I, more I, up I, his his technique has clearly gotten better. You don't have to have somebody doubling up with him on that side anymore. I mean, Lane Johnson's side is lock solid. I don't think that's a problem at all. He's a beast over there. So the only problem is whether they're going to get around. The, the Patriots' defensive line is not great. This is this is not your Philip Seymour defensive line from years ago. Uh, New England's defense ranked 20th, giving up 4.7 yards per carry. You know, it, it's can the Eagles with Jay Ajayi and their running backs make it short second and third down yes. opportunities? Yeah. Because then you're you're talking about different situations. If you're in third and seven, third and eight, third and nine, playbook's much different than you're in third and three, third and four, where you, you can bring screen passes in, you, you can run the ball potentially, you can have different slants that would work. So I think the offensive line, how they stack up against New England's D is going to be critical. Well, I think New England, look, again, his, his Belichick does things by taking away your number one weapon. The good thing with the Eagles is they don't really have a number one weapon. I think they're, they're going to. I think enough. they're going to take away Zach Ertz. I okay. think that's who they're going to try and take away. Um, if they don't, I don't think they can. By the way, they they don't have anybody that matches up. And with that's Zach Ertz. the matchup there is challenging for them because they have Patrick Chung, right? And he's not your physical defensive back there that can really take Zach Ertz out of the game. Mm-hmm. So what do they do? Do they double Ertz? They're not going to double then, Ertz. I don't think so, no. but but can Chung do that? Can the secondary pass them off, and how will they do that? I, I think that it's going to be more th- that you have to get the run going early with this team, and I think that you now have the backs to do it. J.H.I. is one of those guys who just runs reckless, and LeGarrette Blunt just has something to prove this week. He apparently Seems like has both of them do. Yeah, but but apparently Blunt has a chip on his shoulder that he was given uh, a, a minor offer or an offer that he found insulting from the Patriots. He felt disrespected right. by New England. So so you have that motivation in your world. You say you say that you, know, you don't believe in motivation. No, Jeff. I, I think that the, I think that he's just going to try as hard as he was before. But I think that people see it as that these two running backs together. I would run them both. I would have both of them in the backfield a lot. I would I would love to see an eye formation with those two guys. So it's funny, and I'd like to see an eye formation with a more NASCAR-type package where you have Aguilar and Clement. Mm-hmm. And you, you have Aguilar on different potential handoffs or runs, and then you run Clement on a wheel route out the back of the I, backfield. I, I did not think NASCAR was coming up on today's show. Well, they have the NASCAR <laughs> package where they bring in a different defense right. where they're more aggressive and and bring more speed in. And mm-hmm. I think that that can be important against New England this week. Can you create those mismatches with your speed? Did you think last season that we would talk that Nelson Aguilar might be the key in the Super Bowl? Did you think we were going to be talking about the Eagles in the Super Bowl? No, at the, season, I mean, at it, the yeah. beginning of the season, I think. But, but even at the beginning of the season, even throughout the season, as Aguilar came along, well, I think people were hesitant to think it was real. I, I think it was interesting to hear what what – Adam said earlier about how how the way that Doug treated because remember Doug got criticized a lot last year for the way for the way that he kind of just stood up for him so it it turned out and we're hearing from a football player 
that the, that the way that Doug handled that situation is a lot of the reason that Nelson Aguilar got this the confidence and became successful. Where if he had played for somebody like Parcells, who uh, didn't may, love maybe, him, yeah, maybe that. Did you watch that last night? By the way, the two bills. I, I taped it, but I did not watch. Highly it. recommend it. Yeah. Very entertaining. We'll talk more about. So, that so let me guess. Show. Parcells talked a lot, and Belichick said nothing. They both actually talked a lot. Oh, You'd good. really enjoy okay. it. It gave a lot of insight. Uh, into what happened, and actually, the next one is on Bobby Knight. So Not a the, big the fan. rise and fall. No, you'll enjoy because it's yeah. the legal things afterwards for him. Okay. Back to the Super Bowl, though. Our red zone going to be key. Can either team hold them to field goals instead of touchdowns? Uh, you know, I, I think Doug's going to continue to be aggressive, try and go for it on fourth down like he has all season. Mm-hmm. You can't play scared in this game. Well, that's that, so. So the first time they get in the red zone. And if they if it's a close one, let's say it's a fourth and one, we will find out whether or not Doug is able to continue down the path that he has all season, which I hope he does. I hope he doesn't stop being aggressive or whether he clenches up and kicks a field goal. Got, I hope that doesn't happen. We only have about a minute left here. Uh, anybody going to think about while you're watching the game? People, you know, Randy talks about his family. Adam be with his family. Anybody, you know, your son, well, I'm big lu- fan. Yeah, I mean, I'm lucky enough to have to have my son. There, there are there are games. My dad was not a big football fan, so um, for this, no. But but I know you do. I mean, for me, my son's going to be sitting next to me. So yeah, hopefully. I mean, I'll, I'll be thinking about you know my parents and and obviously all my son with me. But uh, I had a friend pass away ten years ago who uh, probably one of the inspirations for me to be doing sports talk radio. We used to sit up late night and just talk sports all the time. Uh, my friend Seth, uh, who passed away right before the Super Bowl at the time, then I think he would be enjoying this. And uh, I think he'd enjoy the show, and I think he'd enjoy the, the Super Bowl, and I'm sure he'll be up there watching, and I'll definitely be thinking about him. And, and I, think uh, that, I think there's going to be a lot of people, especially a lot of people who grew up in this city whose, whose fathers and mothers watched the Eagles for decades and decades and, and just never got to see this moment. It's, it's funny it, it, you say that because my son's going to be one on Sunday, and he was born the day before the Super Bowl last year. And I sat with him in the hospital the first night he was born watching the, the New England-Atlanta game, explaining Tom Brady and saying that you kind of have to get used to the Eagles not being in the Super Bowl. You said this to your son? To my son when yeah. he was born because I didn't want him to get his expectations up. Wow. And here he is. That's just wrong. That's bad parenting, man. You can't do that. Why? You, I don't want him to suffer the, like the me. The first words he hears as he enters into the world is, by the way, don't expect anything good on your Actually, sports team. Probably Tom Brady sucks or something <laughs> like that. But <laughs> but uh, but so, you know, I, now he's he's going to be one and I'm going to get to sit there and watch the game with him. And that, you know, so I'll be thinking about my friends. I'll be there with my son. And I hope that every family in the Delaware Valley who has struggled with this team and we talk about the agony and ecstasy of fandom I hope all of them get to realize what they've waited for watching this team. Yeah, all those years. To, to the city of Philadelphia, just enjoy this weekend. Ha- have fun and do it smart. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Make sure to join us next Friday night where hopefully we'll have plenty to talk about. Bye bye.